ever fought with perfectionism? Maybe the fear of doing things imperfectly actually holds you back from enjoying what you do get to do each and every day. Sometimes the fear of not being or doing enough makes us unwilling to even try. But as believers, we have a great hope that should alleviate even our most stubborn fears. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. We're David and Leslie Nunnery, and we are so glad that you're joining us today. This week, we're continuing our series on fears as we really look at perfectionism and the fear of not being able to do the job at hand. But before we dive in, I want to make sure you are aware of an exciting thing going on right now. We are hosting our first ever TTD 365 Open House, so you can enjoy all that TTD 365 has to offer absolutely free for 14 days. With all the resources and community offerings available there, we believe with all our hearts that every single homeschool family can benefit from a TTD 365 membership. So check it out today. Go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash open house to sign up for your free access. After you do that, you can find out how you can help us spread the word and have a chance to win a $100 Visa gift card. So head on over to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash open house today to sign up now. David, today we're going to really look at a, a question, honestly, just full transparency. In a 365 video that I recorded a couple of weeks ago, it was a Q&A time and someone asked me specifically about perfectionism and how do you overcome perfectionism? And my knee-jerk reaction to them was, well, what is perfect? What does perfect mean to you? And um, so I, I, as I was thinking about that more, though, I thought this is really something that, that merits a conversation because so many of us get hung up on what we think everything should look like or how everything should be or how we've built it up in our minds or whatever, that we actually find ourselves very discontent and even missing out on the the beauty and the wonder of what we get to do every day. So just kind of wanted to throw out for your perspective on that um, regarding this fear of perfectionism. Well, I, I think it is a, uh, this is a really common thing as um, this lady, when she was asking the question, and it's not something that, you know, there's, you know, this is really a, a rare thing that people deal with. This is the kind of thing that you hear about in a business when you take these business classes or, or, or whatever that I've taken. They bring up this idea of done is better than perfect. And the reason why is because there are so many people that are out there in the world today. They really struggle and it's a paralyzing thing. It is. is. They really struggle with perfection. I'll have to admit, this is not something that necessarily I struggle with. <laughs> Uh, I'm biting my tongue here in so many ways. <laughs> I mean, you can just come in and look at my office right now. Don't do that. Uh, okay. Um, and uh, so I'm kind of uh, more geared towards the get her done uh, personality. But I think that it's not an uncommon thing at all. And I think in, in certain areas, I actually have struggled with this, where you get so worried about people criticizing you 
or screwing up that you have to have it perfect. Well, so. and and you know, this is something that you've actually helped me with a lot through the years. I am not, you know, a class A perfectionist, but just like I think almost every other homeschool mom, I have enough insecurity in myself that that I I think that's where that perfectionism really really has a, a great entry point because our insecurity has us always shooting for something else, something bigger. I see what they're doing and I ought to be able to do it that way. Or I see this image of what their homeschool room looks like. And I don't even have a homeschool room. I sit at the dining room table and my kids are upside down on the, the, um, the couch doing all this stuff. And it's hard to reconcile some of those things. And, and especially when you're struggling with that insecurity. So you were mentioning as we were kind of going back and forth before about really this is why we talk so much about our big why. Well, you have to know what you're shooting for because otherwise you're always straining for perfect, but it's not just in one area. You're like you're like tearing yourself apart looking for perfect in this area, in this area, in this area, in this area. And a lot of those areas aren't even things that you should be focused on at this season of your life. And so I wanted to to kind of start right there with that foundational conversation of how do you even know what perfect is? Well, perfect for your family, and I put perfect in quotation marks there. You can't see that, but there's air quotes. Um, But perfect for your family is going to be following what God has put in your heart as your big why. What is the mission of what you're doing? Well, I think we're going to talk about this in terms of your family, but you can actually stretch this into talking about uh, dealing with your young daughter as she's trying to deal with as she's getting older and what is beauty and what is not beauty. You can kind of tie some of this even into that when you're dealing with your your young young man that, that's in your home and him trying to deal with what is cool and what is not and what other ladies may be interested in and what they're not and what your goals may it you can actually use some of this stuff that we're going to talk about to actually relate with that as well and you know just kind of getting back to what you were saying is is the cause of this in a lot of cases is insecurity lack of confidence and you kind of have this ideal that you've put out and what i mean by ideal like you, this person looks perfect. This person is the super mom or this family is so amazing. We can, there's no way that we can be like this. Mm -hmm. And so you've kind of put, that's what causes this. And I think that, um, uh, the first thing that you have to realize is, is that there's that ideal is, is an illusion. It is. And there are problems that you may not be able to see, but there are guaranteed to be problems in there somewhere. That person or that ideal that you've put out, there's insecurity in there as well in some way. But there's also growth that has happened over there that you may not, maturity, things that have happened that have moved that family or that person forward that you may not have experienced yet. You may not be at that same place Uh, in life or in growth as that person either. Yes, but the the point on that is, is that they're human. Right, absolutely. And so there are, and, and you miss that. You see this picture and everything seems perfect in this ideal or you're reading a book or you're reading a blog post or you're looking, you know, a video on YouTube, whatever it might be, you miss the idea that that person is human Mm. or that family is 
made up of a bunch of humans. And there is a whole nother level of insecurities there that you're not seeing, you don't realize is hidden from your view. They are a lot like you and uh, they have their own things, I guess, is my point. So kind of circling back around to what we were talking about uh, regarding one of the um, the ways to combat this is, uh, well, first of all, we talk a lot about priorities. We don't, you know, when, when we are sending out things that are books or blog posts that teach them diligently, your 365 videos, for instance, a lot of it is dealing with priorities. It's like, Above all else, do this thing. It's not a step-by-step guide of, okay, turn right, turn left, like a GPS for raising <laughs> your children. It is above all else, do this thing. It doesn't mean that it's easy because a lot of things, a lot of cases, that thing that we're telling you to focus on, there is a current that doesn't want you to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy, but it's simple. And the fact that it's not a step-by-step, you have to do this, you have to uh, stand on one foot for three seconds, and then you have to, (laughs) you know, write this sort of thing with your left hand, and then you have to, there's not a step-by-step. And you see that when you read Paul. Paul is famous for focusing on just like one word, you know, uh, uh, husbands, love your wife, Uh, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. It's very simple where theologians and pastors, they are speaking for an hour every single Sunday and they're writing two, three, 400 page books. And then you have Paul that is like, do this one thing. And so um, you have to focus on what are the priorities? That's what the Bible's kind of that's built around principles and priorities. And I say that because people are so busy out there and they're so distracted, they need to here and they need to have that focus. Let's right. kick everything else out of the way and do this. Well, yeah, because when you're more distracted, when you're not looking at that one thing, it's so much easier to follow every whim and fancy of everything lovely or exciting that you see. And that puts an awful lot of pressure on people that is is not from the Lord. That's stuff that you put on yourself because you're constantly going in a million different directions. Yeah. So an an answer to this question of perfection is, again, circling back around to kind of what we touched on the last time that we talked is we got into goals. And a really well-constructed goal has a big why. What is that big? That big why is something that is very exciting for you. It's very motivating for you. It gets you excited. It's what you want more than anything in the world. It's the kind of thing that whenever you are asking a question, what kind of job should I have? What kind of church should I go to? Should we be doing this as a family? Should we buy this home? Should we? Every aspect of your life, you can actually um, talk about it in terms of, does it fulfill my big why? How does it relate to this? Well, and God gives you what your big why is. Teach them diligently, right? You are to follow God, right? And that is you are to raise the next generation of Christ followers. That's your job and that's your calling and that's who you are. And that should be your big why. And so when you are struggling with 
perfection and it is paralyzing you. You compare it to what your big why is and you start going, wait a minute, I'm so stuck on perfection. You know, I'm so stuck on fear. I am actually idolizing this ideal. This doesn't fit into my right. big why. Well, and so often the pursuit of that idol of the ideal, as you just kind of put it, keeps you from going after that big primary calling of, of shepherding your children's hearts, investing in them, really focusing on pointing them to Jesus and teaching them diligently, which is our ultimate call. Following after these things and idolizing them, often we're we're just too distracted. We're too discontent. We're too many other things to do what God has called us to do. Absolutely. And so, and just to kind of continue down that discussion of goals, what your big why is, right? A well-constructed goal has four different layers to it. And the top layer is your big why. This is the big thing that you are after. This defines who you are. This defines what you want to be. This is the big why, and it should be kind of simple, but it should be big, right? The next level is um, one of the weaknesses in a big why is that it's big, right? And so it's hard to be able to actually um, imagine what that is. And how do you know when you've actually achieved your big why? It's hard to actually quantify that. Well, the next level when you're talking about goals is concrete, your concrete goals. How do you know when you have achieved that big why? And so then you start thinking about those, right? And you kind of lay them out. Mm. These, are, these are the concrete things. Well, if I have this goal of teaching my children diligently and raising the next generation of Christ followers, what that's what is that going to look like in my home concretely? What am I going to do for education? Where am I going to live? What church am I going to go to? You, what you am start, I going to set aside? What am I going yeah. to set aside? You concrete things. And those are actually broken down into goals as well for you. Because my big why, how I know that I have succeeded in my big why, I'm going to have these elements. These are like big rocks. I'm going to have these things that I can actually touch and feel and imagine, and I can actually kind of measure them. So these become big goals that represent what my big why is. And if it doesn't fit in the big why, your concrete goal does not fit into your your big why, then it goes away. Mm -hmm. And then the next level is your control. You have a big why, but you can't control everything. Let's say the weather. You can't control the weather. So you may not be able to do a field trip today. You may not be, I don't know. You can only control so many things. Right. And so that next level is what can you control? Well, I can control when I go to sleep. I can control when I wake up. I can control how much television I watch. I can control how much often I read the Bible in the morning. And all of those things that you just mentioned factors so greatly into your state of mind and kind of the the way that you interact with other people because of your mood and your outlook and all of these other things. If you're tired, if you are feeding your mind with with things that are are not holy, not not good and godly, they're they're destructive. That's going to interact or interfere with your ability to to think clearly and to go for the hearts of your children, which is then going to kind of cycle you into that idolatry and, and looking at other things and shooting for lesser lights. And it's just it's taking control of those things that you can and really getting the discipline 
to to uh, to to go to bed early or whatever it is that you're struggling with. So so the next level talking about discipline, the next level after control is everyday goals, mm. right? And all this plays back into your big why, which plays back into your concrete goals, which plays back into what you can control, which plays, they all build up on right. top of each other. And so that lowest level is your everyday. And so because you have this big why, what are you going to do every single day? What are the small steps that are going to make it possible for you to do your big why and to achieve your concrete goals? and to do what you control. And so that's when you get into the everyday stuff. So I'm gonna read 20 minutes a day. I'm going to get up every single morning at 6 a.m. I'm going to uh, ask my children every single day before they go to bed what they're thankful for. I'm going to, and you just break this down on a daily basis on what you need to do. Now, let's go back to, I'm struggling to move forward because of perfection because it has to be perfect. I have to be perfect. Our home has to be perfect. I have to have the perfect organization. Well, does your view of perfection, does it fit back into your big why? Does it fit back into your concrete goals? Does it fit back into what you can control? Does it fit back into your everyday? Uh, It may be that you say, you know, one of your concrete goals and one of your controls would be because I have the goal of raising the next generation of Christ followers, our choice for education is going to be homeschooling. And that means that I need to start homeschooling my children on X date, no matter what. And every day we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And then I'm going to reevaluate what worked well, what did not. And I'm going to make adjustments. And you kind of see how all that kind of played in together. The other option is I'm going to wait until I have everything laid out perfect. I have a school room that is perfect. Everybody has desks. Everybody has tables. I have my planner uh, uh, written out in ink perfectly. (laughs) I'm going to have all of this stuff set up and lined up perfectly. But wait a minute. You haven't started homeschooling yet, which means that you're actually not moving towards what right. your big why is and your concrete goals. Well, there's another element of this that um, they absolutely bears noting too, and that is that with our desire to control things, to make them perfect, to not, I, I keep going back to your statement at the beginning, done is better than perfect, to not start until we're perfect, you know, all of that is kind of removing the Lord and his grace and his equipping from the equation. You know, so many people will say as an excuse to not do whatever, well, that may be fine for you, but I could never do it. I don't have, you know, let's put it in context of homeschooling. I don't have the patience. I don't have this. I don't have whatever, right? Well, you're removing the fact that if God calls you to do it, he's going to equip you. He's going to grow you through it. He's going to, all of these things that we are called to do that we get to do. And that's, we forget sometimes we get to do this. We get to hang out with our children all the time. We get to see their faces as they're learning and growing. We get to uh, at some point get to the other side of this and, and look back and see all that God has done. And it's amazing, but we lose sight of that because we think that we can't. 
or we can't do it well enough, or we're going to let somebody down or whatever. When the fact is that he who calls you is faithful to also give you everything that you need to do the job that he's called you to. And we can't lose sight of that either. That, and, and I think those those verses regarding uh, equipping us yeah. actually presents just life as a learning experience. And so it's really just a series of adjustments is really all it is. Yeah. You're never going to be perfect. And I mean, the humility to to admit when you've stumbled and allow God to grow you and also grow other people as you kind of move forward. So you're asking that question, what do I believe about Jesus Christ? Which is a question that you should be asking often. With everything. Is what do I believe about Jesus Christ? And so when you're struggling with perfection, what do I believe about Jesus Christ? Do I even need Christ? You know, if you if you think you're perfect or you're going to be you able can to attain get, that, you, know, yeah. you can get to perfection, do you even need Christ? Well, of course, the answer is yes, you need Christ. And so if you need Christ, then you're never going to be perfect. And really what you need is you need him. And really what you need to do is you need to take the first step and then allow him to take care of everything else beyond that. And so you kind of have this domino. I mean, once you answer one of those questions, you have this domino. Well, if this is true, yeah. then this is true, yeah. and then this is true, and then this is true. And you kind of lead into this framing of, I'm just going to lean on Christ to yep. do this. Yep. We walk by faith and not by sight. And that that involves a truly letting go of what you have gripped so tightly and trusting that as I take this next step in obedience, God is going to bless it and allow me to take the next step and so on. So that is, I think that one of the biggest counteractions to perfectionism and that fear of not being perfect that keeps us from doing anything is to turn our focus upward, which this is the counter counteracting on everything that, that holds us back, but turn your, your gaze upward look to Jesus and allow his strength, his grace, his wisdom, his direction, you know, everything that he gives us day by day because we are his children, allow him to work through us and in us and grow day by day with our with our children, with our spouse, um, in every situation that he puts us in. I just want to say one last mm-hmm. thing in, in this element and in, in this in the vein that you're talking about is that if God has called you to do something, you will never be comfortable. You will never have peace until you do it. Yep. You will always be agitated in some way. And that is, you know, agitation is actually kind of this precursor to you actually moving forward. God has already called you to do it and he is working in you and you will not be comfortable until you take that step and you move, move forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I think we are running very low on time. So before we go, is there anything else that you wanted just to kind of tie it down or or you feel like we've covered all of our bases here? I, I think we could probably covered it. Yeah. All right. Well, good deal. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. I hope it's been an encouragement as we've maybe kind of redirected your view of things a little bit, redirected your your view of control, your view of, you know, how things really have to look 
uh, by by looking a little bit bigger, by looking at what perfect is, what are your goals, what has God called you to do, and then how are you going to get there? Ultimately, you're going to get there in His strength, by His grace, and uh, trusting in Him, walking by faith and not by sight. So I hope we've given you some things to think about and chew on today uh, in your own family. Want to remind you really quickly before we go not to miss out on that open house in 365. Uh, again, the doors are wide open. We want you to check out those resources. Really want you to uh, download the app and get in the, the messaging groups and the community there. We have small groups. We have special interest groups. So much stuff going on that will equip and enrich your family day in and day out. So go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash open house to join us there. And I am so grateful that you joined us today. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events. And then throughout the year, when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community, check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.